Hello and welcome back. It's been another week in Oklahoma education. Um, if anything, I would say it was a, a, a lame duck week because starting this morning, uh, we have a, a weird test schedule because of our retake policies and everything. So I only see my odd number classes today and I'll see my even number classes tomorrow. Uh, and then at some, both of them on Wednesday, but some students will be able to go home for break. And then Thursday, Friday, students who want to, it'll be back to the odds and evens again. And basically, it'll be students who either are still trying to do something to fix their grade before the semester's over, or, if I'm being honest, students whose parents <laughs> don't trust their explanation of the attendance policy and like, no, you got to go to school. So, yeah, it's going to, that's this week, but I think that the hints of it, the aromas of this lame duck week were already bleeding into last week because had had to do a little bit of uh, management from time to time from some of the personalities and uh, some of them, I think they could smell the freedom of, of our winter break coming up and so had to be a little more active on that. But, you know, that's part of the job and I'm, I'm here to help remind students of... Uh, better choices sometimes. Um, I don't know, I got to call, catch up with some, some former students, had some good conversations with, uh, with them and what they've been up to and how honestly, and the thing I like the most is how they've grown um, as, as a person and just their mindsets, you know, back when they were younger to what they are now. It's just a cool thing to see because that's kind of the whole point is just being better than you were yesterday, last week, last year, and to see that happening, and for them to recognize it, too, that's also really cool. Um, what else? Oh, we had our big, scary meeting with the principals, which um, wasn't at all. I had some people on staff worried about it, but um, it kind of went the way most of us thought it would. We had three major policies that were up for discussion. Our 80-20 um, in the gradebook, 80% for summative grades and 20% for formative. Um, and students have figured it out. In some classes, the way teachers run the gradebooks, they don't have to do much of the 20%. Like by the time we get a, halfway through the semester, putting uh, activities in the formative 20% category, there's so many of them in there, it hardly affects their grades if they don't do it, especially because of the other policy we have is a 50-based system. Um, and I think some teachers are frustrated by that because students weren't doing work. But of course, before I, I could get all up in arms, I, I told one of the principals, like, I need to know m more because I don't have that. Like, yes, it's not perfect in Farnham land. Students sometimes don't do the work, but for the most part, they do. And um, it, it's because I, I walk around the room. I, I don't just... My class isn't just shut up, sit down, read the book, do some questions, you know, like some people think a typical history class would be. It's little chunks of information, it's work by yourself, it's work with a group, it's listen to me, it, it's, it's a little bit of everything, and I, I feel like that helps keep them engaged and not thinking they have the option to just to do nothing, because if, if it was the other way around, it's like I could see why, especially if the teacher just... Like, sit down, shut up, do the questions in your book, sit down, shut up, do the Alex program in your math, and they just sit at their desk and work on their own thing, or, or if I'm being honest, it used to happen when I was in school, I'm sure it happens now, they just hold court with their select cool kids that they want to chat with, and 
what student wouldn't take advantage of just sitting back like, I'm going to have my Chromebook open and they're going to think I'm on my work, but I'm going to be watching YouTube videos instead. It's like, that's on the teacher. Like, we don't need to change the system. You, you just need to get off your butt if that's what's going on. And so I uh, just, I, I need more information. So the, the other issue we had uh, they wanted to talk about was the... Um, 50 base system, and I honestly think, I mean, apparently some teachers really want to just punish students. They want to be able to give a student, if they got a 20% on a test, give them a 20%. If they got a 30, they got a, they want a 30 in the grade book because it's like, I need to know where they're at. And it's like, I don't know. I've never had a problem with the idea of if a kid attempts a work, some work, and they just aren't good at it because they, maybe they didn't study. Maybe grandma's in the hospital. Maybe they broke up with significant other for the third time this semester. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe there's things going on. And what really is the difference between putting in a 25, a 30, a 45, or just a 50? I've been doing this for a decade plus. If they attempt the work and they're just not good at it for whatever reasons, put in a 50. They're still failing. They still see that. And mathematically, it gives them a chance to come back if this, you know, young human decides to make some different choices. And that's the hardest part about making changes in life is not seeing the growth, whether it be weight, whether it be finances, whether it be relationship things. And I'm trying to, you know, get rid of that. So if all of a sudden a kid decides he wants to do better, he can actually start seeing um, the benefit of his new choices instead of trying to fight through a 30% average, you know, and gives them hope. And, and again, sure, accuse me of you're inflating grades and students are, they're just gonna, they're just gonna pass. And, and it's like, yeah, maybe they're gonna end up with a, a 62 instead of a 58 or a 65 instead of a 55. And who's it really harming? Because no kid is getting um, like scholarships for their D average in high school. And um, who is it really benefiting to have them repeat a class that they don't care for? It's just because somebody at 23rd in Lincoln decided they have to have it. And then like helping them internalize this idea that they just can't succeed I just don't understand that, except if you just have the heart of a teacher who just wants to punish kids. So um, some of them are wanting to do that for tests, and, and I'm just not understanding how that's going to help students do better, like more attentive in the 20% category. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. My suggestion was just allow the gremlin teachers who just want to punish people allow them to put in a zero if a kid doesn't do the work. Like, fine, that's real life, I get it. If you don't do the work, there's a zero in the grade book. But if they attempt the work, and they're just not good at it, lowest you put in is a 50. I feel like that's the simplest solution, you know? But we'll see. And the other one was the retake policy, and I just, maybe some leniency there, because it seems like there's supposed to be a, and this is something else I talked about, this, are we banging our heads against the wall trying to find a one-size-fits-all policy for a staff of 180 and a student body of over 3,500? And 
I just feel like as long as the teachers are giving the students an opportunity to fix a poor test grade, that's what we should care about. Whether they do an actual retake policy or they do a sit-down conversation test correction thing, whether they like correct the multiple choice questions they got wrong or they're given new questions to show their knowledge, who like short answer, does it really matter as long as they're getting an opportunity? And I, um, and I, I don't think so, and but we'll see because I don't know. There's this need or want from people because it seems um, easier to have a one size fits all policy, but like we aren't a one size fits all species, <laughs> and trying to put everyone in the same box, I just don't know that that works, whether it be teaching styles or learning styles or anything like that. So that was a big part of the week is that meeting and then just all the little conversations that happened afterwards. And it's not an insurmountable task uh, to solve. Um, I really do think the easiest solution is just, if you don't do the work, teacher puts in a zero. If you do do the work and it's just bad at it, the lowest they can put in is a 50. So like that fixes much. Also. On the um, test corrections, I, I do think they, they shouldn't get like a full redo. Um, we, in my time, my, my subject, they can come in and correct the ones they got wrong and get half credit back to their score. So a 70 becomes an 85, you know, a 50 becomes a 75, and a 90 becomes a 100 or a 95. Anyone can do this. And I feel like that's more than fair, but it also emphasizes that you do need to care about your first take of the test. You can't just right, give me the 50, I'll do the retake later, which has happened to me and to some teachers. And it's like, wow, of course, none of them ever come in and take advantage of any kind of retake policy. So it's like, what was the point? But yeah, I feel like that could be an easy solution too. You don't get an automatic redo, you get a chance to recover. Should be more a test recovery policy, but who knows? From being honest, no one asked me or my people our opinions on this back in the spring. Um, so I'm not sure how much they're going to listen to our opinions now. If more than anything, we're going to do what we do. We're going to greet our students. We're going to figure out a way to help them be better versions of themselves. And then I'm going to um, do it again the next day. I guess, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the week. One more week with students. They've been really cool. And I hope, uh, I hope that you're going to have the same. Just enjoy the experience of seeing students. Policy aside, frustrations aside, you're not going to see them again for a few weeks. Um, make it worthwhile. And as always, have a day.